2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. So we're looking back at the weekend to bring you the biggest stories you may have missed. Stay tuned for our weekend recap featuring BIN writer and producer Maggie B. Nowen. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Maggie, welcome back to the show. How was your weekend?
0: Good morning, Ramses. It was good. Resurrection Sunday yesterday. Definitely uh, still a heavy news cycle, though, nonetheless. So. Absolutely.
3: And and the one story that we didn't get to touch on last week um, and because it happened or rather unfolded over the weekend, it was, of course, the two black Democrats expelled from the expelled by the Tennessee GOP over their gun violence protests And a white lawmaker survived that expulsion. Um, Justin Pearson, Justin Jones, uh, and Gloria Johnson. I know they all came under fire, but the Justins were ultimately expelled from the, uh, as Tennessee representatives. So give us more on this story and kind of where we stand now.
0: So that's exactly correct. It was um definitely some talk earlier last week. And you know, I, I for one was listening to some of the speculation about if this vote was going to actually take place. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, no. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. These people were we part of a nonviolent, peaceful protest, um, basically with children and parents, people that were standing up against um, gun gun violence and, and asking for gun reform after the Covenant school shooting that had taken place just miles away from where they were, um, you know, days, days prior So they were part of a peaceful protest and um, ultimately on Thursday, April 6th, um, Justin Jones of Nashville and Justin Pearson from Memphis, um, the representatives that were elected by the constituents in their districts were voted to be expelled from their roles. Um, It was a very dramatic event that that seemingly took place. The uh, videos that have come out of both gentlemen just giving very passionate statements yeah. and speeches in regards to you know just the the mockery of the whole thing and how inappropriate and how just disrespectful disparaging and how how really bottom line racist it, it is that it was taking place in the first place and then for it all to happen um you know they were they were expelled so uh Gloria Johnson did keep her seat by, by one vote the white woman uh the two black men were expelled and the the way that the white, representatives the men were speaking to them as well it was very much a like how dare you boy kind of thing <laughs> and very um so incredibly off-putting and um basically it's riled up the entire nation so what they sure. thought perhaps was going to be a quiet expulsion i don't know why they would ever think that um you know it's really engaged uh all kinds of people from ben crump to martin luther king the third to just you know the general public uh, yeah, the um, vice president yeah so, so it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out. We know that, um, actually this afternoon, there's going to be a vote to hopefully reinstate Justin Jones of Nashville. Um, it is looking likely that he will be reinstated Justin Pearson. Um, their group, uh, is co- council meeting is on Wednesday. They were not going to have an early convening of that for this reason. So we'll see on Wednesday if, uh, he does get his seat back. If not, um if either of them don't or both of them don't then there will be a special election for these seats and so they have said that they're going to be running again um but definitely their, their voices are amplified right now and and really the young people that are standing up and saying enough is enough uh, you know it's it's a movement so oh yeah we'll see what happens.
3: you know there's um uh something really interesting about this mm-hmm. how it ended up taking shape is that like you said uh in the house in the tennessee state house um they really thought this was going to be quiet they thought that they had an angle to get these black kids out of the house as you mentioned uh gloria johnson who is definitely an ally she was able to keep her seat and and once all this broke and everyone saw exactly what was happening and once everyone heard their speeches these guys are going to be rock stars for the rest of their life and they deserve it. You know, these are brilliant young men. These are men who are passionate about their communities. They're passionate about the, uh, the political process. They, they ran campaigns, they represent their district. They won. And now they have a path, not just to, you know, their, their state house, but they have a a path to the U S house or the U S Senate, or if they want to go as far as the presidency, they will have fans that will travel, with them, one or both of them, all the way through to the end, because now that they've got the lens on them and everyone sees who they are, what they stand for, how they speak, how they motivate, how they how passionate they are, um, I just can't get enough of this story. And it continues to unfold in such a way to where all the people that voted against them and all the people that tried to like bring these charges about and and tell them how wrong they were and uh, all the things that they mentioned were Uh, rebuffed and uh made to seem silly all those people are gonna die eventually uh in relative obscurity and I just love how you know when some of these stories many of these stories don't have uh uh climaxes we'll say like this many of our stories they don't really get to go in in this direction a lot of times these folks will get away with whatever and we just kind of have to eat it and try again. And I, I love when we have a, a story that kind of goes in this direction. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, we're going to continue to to follow the story. A lot of people are looking a lot of important people. Um, I know they added some really powerful phone numbers into their, you know, their their phone books. And, and um, I, again, I just can't get enough of this story. So glad we got to. Um, to this point. And indeed, if uh, they are la- it, it we have to say this, if they are um, reinstated uh, based on the votes today and, uh, and on Wednesday, um, I believe those seats are uh, provisional or temporary or something like that. Um, but uh, I think given where they are right now, um, in terms of their uh, status, I don't think we have too much to worry about in terms of them procuring a state Senate seat because all they've done is turn everybody on to exactly who they are. So again, I love it. You
0: know, hopefully that's the case. Um, I do just want to touch on, you know, they're in their late their late 20s. So to mm-hmm. watch their entire trajectory from here when they're already resembling some of our greats like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, you know, some of our modern day, uh, just great historians and orators. It, it's just, or uh, social justice activists and orators, I should say. But I also want to give attention to Gloria Johnson and her active allyship, because I feel like from, you know, beginning and it's seemingly through the end of however this turns out, she's really demonstrated what it means to be an active ally. Uh, You saw her sitting there next to these gentlemen in a lot of their interviews. And and really, you know, it seems like she's very much a mentor. And that's that's really what we need. We need more white people to set these examples and to be speaking out and, and holding, in a sense, black people's hands as we are challenging status quo and the systems that continue to oppress us
3: mm-hmm. and and you know far be it from us to make uh a show about someone you know who is not deserving and and as you mentioned, I do believe she's very deserving uh so much so that um last week on Civic Cipher my radio show um we talked about her This is before the expulsion. This was before any of this sort of stuff. We just talked about the work she was doing as an ally to black people. And um, one of the comparisons that she made, and this wasn't specifically for black people, this was for the trans community, our trans brothers and sisters, I always say. Um, But she said something to the effect of, um, well, wrestling is for children and wrestling, you know, men show a lot more skin and they you know, do all these sorts of, um, uh, some of them are like quasi sexual things to each other because it's, it's funny, you know, like they'll put a butt on a head or something like these sorts of things. They use different body parts to kind of get a reaction from the crowd and wrestling is geared toward, toward children. So in effect, she was saying, you know, your hypocrisy is showing. And I just love what she's been standing for. Um, I think you're absolutely right. A true ally. And, um, Another person to pay attention to, and for our non black listeners, another person to emulate and emanate if indeed you are attempting to become the best ally you can to your African American brothers and sisters. So, um, but all, all, all credit, all praises, um, all acknowledgement to Justin Pearson and Justin Jones. We have to say that, especially on this show. We're gonna, um, we're gonna continue to support these guys as long as we can. I I love to see it so. So, yeah. Black Information Network writer and producer Maggie B. Noan is here with us discussing the weekend's major stories. All right, Clarence Thomas. Um, he's come under fire. Um, but, you know, over the weekend, he defended his undisclosed family trips with a GOP mega donor um, and he's got a lot of eyes on him too right now. So give us a bit more on the story, Megan.
0: Yeah, you know, I just think it's so comical how um, these Republicans just come out and say the quiet part out loud. Really tell on themselves, you know. Donald Trump did it at Mar-a-Lago the other day with the the documents and saying, "I took them." Of course, I did. I can. And here's Clarence Thomas coming out and saying, "Yes, I I took these lavish gifts, and I didn't have to report them because my friends, or actually my colleagues here at the Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the told me I didn't have to report them." So now he's implicated others. Um, Basically, what happened? ProPublica is a um, it's a group that does a lot of in depth reporting, uh, trying to get to the bottom um you know way beyond the surface to kind of uncover what's going on behind the scenes in politics and some of the stories that may never make light if it weren't for their research and reporting uh so they basically uncovered that clarence thomas one of our supreme court justices who has been on the courts for a little over 25 or excuse me 30 years Mm -hmm. uh He has been receiving uh, a number of hospitality-like gifts that he has not disclosed from a billionaire named Harlan Crow. Um, These include lots of lavish travel, trips in uh, private jets and just, I guess, lots of excursions that are, you know, far beyond what normal people would experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, As many people who work in corporate America know, there are rules, especially when it comes to these type of ethical type roles like banking, finance, insurance, courts, uh, legal fields. You know, there's rules in regards to the the, um, disclosures, the gifts that you are allowed to receive in the first place. And so, Basically, Clarence Thomas has been receiving these gifts. He has not disclosed them, except he did, actually, and I believe it was 1997. He did note one of the trips on a private jet, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of his colleagues have reported their um, trips that would fall into a similar category over the last several years as well. So there's a lot of... um, you know, just a lot of uh, hypocrisy going on. It seems like at the courts, his uh, public statement came out. You know, basically defending that he didn't need to disclose this. But again, he did say that. He was advised by people at the court and his colleagues told him he didn't need to report this. So, you know, AOC actually went on CNN and she did a really great job breaking down some of the problems here, because um, really, this this has been going on for 25 years. And so Clarence Thomas has been in in court, you know, in his position for 30. So this means that he actually received these benefits, these perks from this billionaire after he was in the courts and his, you know, top position. position. And of course, this is the highest court in the nation as well. It's just, you know, taken away our abortion rights and all kinds of crazy things over the last couple of years. So um, this billionaire as well, he is is a donor to the Republican party. So, you know, there's just a lot of um, mess behind the scenes that ProPublica has reported. AOC, um, you know, called out the fact that again, it's, it's something he received after he was in office. And then the fact that his colleagues advised him on this and just the, the inaccuracy of reporting. So, it really leads us to question the entire court so yet another tower we're seeing falling across the nation and you know we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out because it it really feels like there's going to be an ethics investigation there's going to be a lot of scrutiny and again it's the young people calling um you know truth to power the the truth is powerful and it will prevail so (laughs) we shall see
3: there's there you're absolutely right there's there's something about this so one of the things that I, I try to do, believe it or not, and fail miserably at, um, I've been very honest with all of our listeners and, of course, all, all the guests on the show, is that I try to um, recognize that, uh, you know, um, how would I say this? Clarence Thomas is a black man. And he is a Supreme Court justice. I recognize that that is a remarkable feat. Um, Clarence Thomas does not view the world the way that I'd I'd say most black people in this country view the world. Um, That is a challenge. I think that the human in me recognizes that he is a... uh, far right leaning Republican, deeply conservative, um, who happens to have black skin and has not either had the experience or does not have the same belief structure, uh, or indeed the capacity to support black people the way that, uh, I believe that most of us would have expected. And so, um, I, I can't say that I'm happy that, he, he, there is a challenge to his authority or how he got there or um, what is going on with him. But I can say that if this fleshes out the way that a person like AOC hopes that that might actually make for an easier path forward in this country for most black people. And so there's this interesting way of reporting on Clarence Thomas. But um, I do recognize that there are some people who believe the way Clarence Thomas believes, who recognize that Clarence Thomas has accomplished something amazing. And then indeed, there are many black conservatives who just happen to see the world that way. They're very much in the minority, um, but they exist and their insight and their perspective is valuable. And um, I'm doing my best to daily (laughs) account for that. Um, it's just when when they get so far right, uh, like like a Clarence Thomas, it just it still feels very problematic for me.
0: Yeah. well, I mean, you have to look at this, too. And, and when when something like this is uncovered and it's been going on for more than 25 years and he's mm-hmm. been there for 30, you have to ask the question, you know, was he was he? Really, did he do something that was so great, or, or was he, you know, positioned in the, in the where, right place at, with the right people? Spoken. And right. technically, he's been paid off in, in lots of capacities. There you go lavish trips and hospitality and private trips multiples per year for Mm -hmm. 25 plus years. So why would he change his opinion to care about his people when he's living the good life, you know? Um, So I think, again, to your point, you know, AOC hopefully has has touched on something and really asking the right questions that will hopefully prompt some further investigation and some accountability that we'll see across the courts. Um, There's at least seven experts that um, ProPublica did reach out to legal ethics experts that range from New York University to the U.S. Office of Government and Ethics, and all of them said that this was absolutely outrageous. There was no, you know, terminology in the actual laws and the rules that they have to follow where this would be a loud and again sure. with other people reporting them with him even reporting his own you know use of this in 1997 it just throws his whole argument out and, and again mm. he's told on other people now so we have a duty as a nation to hold them accountable and investigate it and sure. uh, like obama said one one voice can can change a room can change a city can change a nation i'm paraphrasing but you know it, it is asking the right questions to get the right answers and we're seeing the young people standing up and doing that right now so cheers yeah, to us absolutely
3: you know and and uh, to be fair the, that what you mentioned is is indeed uh in my belief a Republican strategy in fact I was watching a movie uh, or a clip from a movie recently where it said that you have to take the brightest black minds out of the that environment out of like an impoverished environment because if they rise up they'll be a voice against you and they'll mobilize the people but if you bring them over to your side and have them live like you they'll identify more with you uh and then you could use them as a as a marker as a, as a as a uh an aspirational sort of an individual that you know uh good and well that none of the other people from that environment provided that they have that special gift that that great mind will ever be able to fully reach but you can kind of dangle that carrot and so again all skin folk ain't clint and kinfolk is is what they say but um You know just like all stories that are relevant to our community we'll continue to watch and uh report on it as it unfolds so i'd like to thank you very much for your insight again uh today's guest is black information network news writer and producer maggie b noan this has been a production of the black information network today's show is produced by chris thompson have some thoughts you'd like to share use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app while you're there be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes I am your host Ramses jaw on all social media and join us tomorrow. As we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the black information network daily podcast.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York city, featuring a performance by John Batiste.